0: Welcome Hoosier fans to this week's edition of Assembly Call Radio where each week we discuss the most interesting topics in the world of Indiana basketball. This is our 135th edition of Assembly Call Radio and it is our 527th episode overall of the Assembly Call recorded on the evening of Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. I'm your host, Jared Morris. And Let's begin this edition of the Assembly Call how we begin every edition of the Assembly Call and that is with our Hoosier Proud banner moment. The national when it comes down, Indiana will be champion. Martin takes a This week's banner moment occurred on Tuesday morning when the Indianapolis Star published a piece titled Indiana Basketball Might Not Be Back Among Nations Elite, but it sure Spends like it, written by Zach Osterman piece states, quote, from 2013 to 18, Indiana reported more than $3.5 million in recruiting related expenses. The only other program to break the $3 million barrier in that time, Kentucky, the Hoosiers' old rival, unquote. In other words, no program in college basketball has spent as much on recruiting over the last six seasons as Indiana. The Hoosiers have never ranked outside of the top six and have been first three times. Now, given the Hoosiers' relative lack of success during that time frame, just two NCAA tournament appearances and one Big Ten title, you may be thinking that Indiana is not getting a very good return on that recruiting investment, and I suppose you'd be right. But it still has to be encouraging for IU fans to know that the athletic department is willing to back up its public rhetoric about Indiana still being an elite program, a blue blood, by sparing no expense on the recruiting trail it's not like the Hoosiers haven't pulled in good recruiting classes and good players during the span. They have. The bigger problem has been a lack of continuity from season to season and not having a coherent roster management strategy. There isn't a recruiting budget in America big enough to buy that, which is essential to sustaining success in college basketball. Archie Miller does seem to be changing that. Indiana's rosters have been more stable, there seems to be a deliberate plan from offseason to offseason, and his inside-out recruiting strategy is building roster compositions that have at least been successful for Indiana in the past. But even with all of that granted, the early results on the court in the Archie Miller era haven't been as successful as anyone would have reasonably expected. Moving forward, that will have to change. Indiana will have to start winning consistently, being in the top 25, and making NCAA tournament runs to rebuild its fledgling national brand. That's the only way to make Indiana a potential destination for top national recruits again, not just players from Indiana and the surrounding states. Once that happens, Archie Miller will be able to take full advantage of the massive budget at his disposal, but it should at least be encouraging for all IU fans to know that the budget, and more importantly, the commitment, is already there. All right, now let me introduce my esteemed co host for this week's show. Ryan is off this week. No, he is not sulking that Archie Miller passed him over for the new assistant coaching position. It is his birthday today, so we hope he's enjoying a delicious bowl of birthday cereal. Happy birthday, Ryan. Happy birthday. to my left, he is the Mike Roberts of Girls Youth Sports Coaching in Cincinnati, the President Emeritus of the Robert Johnson Fan Club, and one of the world's most respected bracketologists. And he has a canned response ready to go for all of the people who are putting Maryland in their preseason top 15s.
1: Mark Turgeon is coaching Maryland. so
0: <laughs> Andy, what is your bottom's line on the last week in Indiana basketball?
1: Indisputable point I made there. So that's uh, <laughs> evergreen for now, at least. Uh, you know, I, for me, it's the Mike Roberts hire. Uh, I don't think anybody really knows what exactly that means. It's certainly been a, a variety of reactions to it, even amongst uh, the group of us that I think we'll get into a, a little bit later. And I think it's one of those where, when you look around at what the options legitimately were, um, and and the fact that it is, you know, a quote unquote IU guy, uh, I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm optimistic about it, but I think anybody who's claiming that they know with any degree of certainty, whether it's good, bad, or he's going to be a good fit, a bad fit, uh, a positive to the program, I don't think anybody really knows. And I don't think that's any different than anybody that you'd bring in, uh, quite frankly, as in, into a third assistant role. Uh, I think what you you like about it is that he was part of, a, you know, kind of building UNC Greensboro into what it's become over the last couple of years, which is a, a really solid mid-major program. And he, he's been uh, a decent part of that. I remember seeing him uh, at the hotel when uh, UNC Greensboro – played at IU a couple years ago around Thanksgiving, my, my wife and I went and they happened to be staying in the same hotel. So kind of cool to see him back and you hear some of the stories about that. And I think what we have harped on a lot from a recruiting perspective is finding guys who it really means something to play for IU. Uh, I think this is one that if you put a coaching hire into context, I think it means something to him to coach at IU. Um, what he does with this opportunity remains to be seen. What kind of coach he is, what his strengths and weaknesses are, I don't think any of us are in a great position uh, to comment, but like I said, it, it, he he has some of the same characteristics that I think we've lauded in the recruits that Archie's brought in. Uh, and so if you put it in the context of the culture that's trying to be created and things like that, I think it has the potential to be a positive one and uh, excited to get him on the job and the staff back at, at full strength and see what happens.
0: All right, and to my right, he is a veteran high school basketball coach in the state of Indiana, the founder of the Delphi Bracketology Club, and he's a high school teacher who has a Nerf basketball hoop hanging in his classroom that he says is only for passing periods. Oh, and he also has theme music. He remembers when a movie costs a dollar heaven help you if you ever decide to pop your collar play hard but remember fake hustle is a crime he's the coach and time coach what's on your mind this week
2: Man, there's been a lot of news lately. Uh, obviously, I think the the top topic uh, is the the new assistant coach, and and with that, I thought Andy was was spot on with a, a lot of things that I wanted to say. So I'm just going to simply remind fans that it's Indiana, uh, it's Indiana, and and we're getting closer to another basketball season, and we have our coaching uh, staff filled. and and it is a coaching decision. And and I know that there has been a variety of opinions and message boards and uh, let's let this play out and remember that um, it's Indiana and, and on, you know, the 24 sports, one team, volleyball is exciting with with the interviews that we're hearing with, with the head coach and soccer is always good. And man, it's Indiana. Let's get fired up for, for what the school does and, and represents. And, and look for the reasons for this to be a positive hire. Even if you disagree, let's agree to disagree, but let's remember it's Indiana. And then to remember that too is, um, you know, we, we had a former football player, Babe Loffenberg, who lost a son, 21-year-old college football son, to cancer uh, recently. Uh, that's part of the Indiana family, and and that's a loss. And And earlier there was mentioned – several tweets about um, Dave Schnell, who was an outstanding quarterback back in my day, a winning quarterback who, who left this world way too early. And, and so, you know, I remember those guys on, on a day like this, and um, excited about the, the new seasons of sports and the new hire. And uh, let's discuss it. And, and there's some issues to be discussed uh, pro and negative. But uh, remember that, that we're all here because of our love of Indiana basketball and, and the university.
0: Well said, coach. All right. Here's what we're going to talk about this week. We'll run through a few who's your headlines, a couple of fun ones. And then uh, we're going to spend segment two discussing the man who is now uh, the new assistant coach for Indiana, Mike Roberts. That was officially announced uh, Thursday night around 6 o'clock Central Time. So we're going to break that down as much as we can. And then we're going to ask or your, answer your questions, many of which are about Coach Roberts. So it's going to be uh, heavy on Mike Roberts here for the rest of the episode. But that's the biggest story. And so I think it's worth uh, really diving into. So all of that is coming this week on Assembly. Call Radio. Before we get to that, I do want to say just a few words about this week's sponsor, SeatGeek. Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? It's like they're so big, they feel like they can get away with not caring about the customer experience, but not SeatGeek. SeatGeek cares desperately about the satisfaction of their customers, which is why a quick glance at the App Store shows over 50,000 five-star reviews. Why? Because SeatGeek delivers a better process for buying tickets. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web, and then they rate each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. And the user interface communicates it all clearly by displaying tickets on an interactive seat map so you can see right where they are, and by using a color-coded system for value. Green dots mean good deals, red dots are overpriced, and every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the fastest and easiest way to find tickets. My wife and I are planning on going to the Zac Brown concert when they come to Dallas in October. We're still thinking about taking our three-year-old daughter. No one has messaged me to talk me out of that yet, so I'm just going to assume that you all think that it's a good idea. Um, But when we do get those tickets, we will be using SeatGeek to get them. Get a brother, get some coupons. Best of all, SeatGeek will give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the seek app today and use the promo code assembly for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code assembly for $10 off your first purchase. All right, gentlemen, let's talk. Who's your headlines? Obviously the big headline is Mike Roberts being named the new assistant coach. We are going to get to that in segment two. Uh, a few others, Devonte Green is the guy on the cover of the, uh, the, the regional cover for the Lindy's magazine. The preseason basketball magazines are already coming out. Uh, Juwan Morgan did officially sign his Exhibit 10 contract with the Utah Jazz. We talked about that several weeks back, but it's now official. And then the two for me that really jumped out, the new 24-7 sports rankings are out for the class of 2020. Anthony Leal is 109th, Trey Galloway 110th. Both are listed as four stars. Uh, Matt Cross, number 97, Jordan Geronimo, number 85. Uh, cross, obviously, you know, he has one more visit to Texas A&M, Indiana, just waiting to hear from him. Geronimo has a visit planned. Caleb love ranked number 22nd, uh, has a visit scheduled, I believe. And then Dawson Garcia ranked number 21 out of Minnesota. I think a lot of people expect him to get a visit. Uh, but those are some of the the notable IU targets and commits. And then AJ Moye was back in town, which was great to see. So a lot of, uh, 2002 Hoosiers news this week with, you know, Mike Roberts and AJ Moye being back in town. And he had a great quote on Instagram, had a picture with Joey Brunk. And AJ said, Joey Brunk is going to be one of the most beloved Hoosier players in decades. This I promise you. The guy is all heart, all hustle, has talent and refined skill and is all passion. Big things out of this young man, I promise. Coming from AJ Moye, you know, he he would know. So Andy, what of those headlines uh, jumps out to you this week?
1: Uh, well the, the regional covers coming out, that's just a reminder that I, that as much as they talk about like print media going away in magazines, I will buy every damn one of these magazines that comes out <laughs> no matter what it is just to, uh, kind of read through and, and I've already pre-ordered my copy of blue ribbon and all that good stuff. So, uh, just the fact that the cover is out is at least, uh, somewhere around the corner A reminder that I need to save money for, uh, buying magazines and trying to uh, keep that industry going. Other than that, uh, the Juwan thing, I, I didn't know he actually signed that contract. So uh, that was kind of newsworthy in the sense that I felt like it already happened. But the, uh, the Moya stuff is, is, is pretty cool. I think both, one, as you said, that he was back in town and around the program. And two, uh, you know, feels like a guy that could spot somebody with heart. So uh, you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find somebody less qualified to uh, – or more qualified to uh, assess heart in somebody. So I think that's another thing to kind of you know whet your appetite and get you excited for the season.
0: I will take as many vibes of the O2 team as possible. Bring them all back except for Fife cuz he's with Michigan State now. Uh, coach, what about you? What sticks out? But
2: the Devontae Green, the we had a question a while back, a couple shows about your irrational belief in the next, I I just I've gone from being really down on Devonte to just excited now he's on the cover and representing IU and so I just I hope that plays out. Always new to see uh, to who gets the next visits and, and what Matt Cross will be doing. I, I think uh, the 2020 class wasn't seen as a really uh, a great class, but I think it's starting to shape up f- for the Hoosiers. And, man, if A.J. Moye likes somebody, and then all of a sudden you start seeing the block on Twitter. And, again, maybe that's why I was a little fired up at the beginning, you know, <laughs> Uh, that's beating Duke uh, coach K, you know, Ryan's favorite coach. Well, second favorite behind Alford, um, you know, so
0: a walking and, skeleton with a hairpiece.
2: Exactly. So, you know, uh, it's good. And, and there's a lot of message behind the, uh, AJ Moy thing too, is we're all the last few day weeks. We've been talking about the players coming in, the coaches coming in all have a little bit of what I think is that grizz we thought Archie would bring right away. And it's kind of been delayed for two years and, and, and hopefully that plays out positively. So uh, that's got, that's got me a little excited that the former players are buying into uh, Joey Brunk. We have a former walk on that wanted to be here back in 2001 and now he wants to come back. I, I think that's, that's got me a little jacked up. So that's what I think.
0: Absolutely. All right. well, coming up here on the assembly call it is time for our in-depth discussion about the man who will be the new assistant coach for indiana university mike roberts what do we know about him what do we think about the hire we're going to discuss all of that next here on the assembly call stick with us
1: Hi, this is James Blackman Jr. I never miss an open three, and I never miss an episode of the assembly call. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and coach after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers!
0: All right. Thank you, James. Welcome back to The Assembly Call. You can find all of our content at our website, assemblycall.com. And if you ever want to join the chat mob during our unedited live broadcast or watch those replays and see all of the Between Segment banner, then check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall. I'm Jared Morris here with Andy Bottoms and the coach, Brian Tonsoni. And guys, it's time. Let's dive in and start talking about the new hire, Mike Roberts. Um, I want to start by just kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit. And I want to read a text message uh, that came from our group uh, uh, text exchange that we had. And this was a Tuesday when when chatter was starting to pick up. And I'm not going to say who sent the text message. We don't need to say who it was. That really isn't important. But the text was not for public consumption, but dot, 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 Mike Roberts, to which I say WTF. Again, we're not going to say who it was, you know, could have been Ryan. He's not here, but we're not we're not going to say who it, who it could have been me. But, you know, we're not going to say who it was. Um, But I say I that. Mean, I mean, you're not going to say who it was. Right. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to reveal who it was. Um, I say that, and I kind of want to frame the conversation this way, because I think, you know, initially when it was announced, I think the name took people by surprise. Is that fair to say? I mean, for the most part, I think it took us by surprise. I think it took a lot of people by surprise. For a number of reasons, you know, I, I think when we came on here and talked about, you know, some of the things that we were looking for in a new assistant coach, we talked a lot about recruiting. We talked a lot about maybe someone who's known as an offensive type guy. You know, I think we were all in agreement. Like, yes, if you can get an Indiana guy, that's great, but it should be maybe a tiebreaker, not necessarily a you know a primary, uh you know, criteria. And so I don't think a lot of people were thinking about. Mike Roberts. You know, if you were thinking about a potential IU guy, maybe you were thinking of Mike Lewis, someone like that, but no one was really thinking of Mike Roberts. And so I think it surprised a lot of people. And I think, you know, again, I'm the one who sent that text message. And I think, you know, you guys have seen, and and we've talked about this, like my personal feelings on it have evolved a lot since first hearing that going from WTF to Oh, man, you actually start digging in and looking at this guy's resume, looking at his experience, hearing what other people say about him, you know, really thinking about what kind of culture is Archie Miller trying to establish and what kind of coach will help him do that. And you really start to realize why this makes sense, you know, and and plus, I think there's, there's probably a couple things that we might not have taken into consideration at first, one of which being, you know, this is a third assistant position. You weren't going to get some of your top choices because you couldn't give that guy an associate head coach role because Tom Ostrom already has it. And you know, the thing to understand about recruiting, which I thought Brian Snow uh, of of, uh, 24 seven sports really did a good job of explaining when it comes to recruiting is that a lot of guys who are now considered great recruiters at power five schools weren't considered that when they got their current jobs, they came from lower level schools. And had landed some big-time recruits before. But as he said, quote, recruiting is typically about how much are you willing to work and do your job. And I think Roberts has, you know, has proven that he's got that kind of work ethic. And so, Coach, I think, you know, as you and I talked about, it's tough to assess this because we don't know who we're comparing it against. You know, did Indiana have a chance to hire Brad Stevens as a third assistant? Well, then this isn't a good hire, you know. But, of course, they didn't. But we don't know who the other names were. But when you just look at this name and his credentials and kind of think reasonably about what Indiana might have gotten, you know, it's impossible to call it a home run. But I think some of the initial concerns that I have have been assuaged, and I feel a lot better about it. And it does feel at a minimum like this is going to be a really good fit on this staff for the culture that he's trying to build. And so for that reason, I feel a lot better about it.
2: Yeah, you know... No one really knows assistant coaches. Uh, I don't think I can name someone who's on Minnesota's staff. Uh, You do if it's Phil Martelli, who just got hired a former head coach. We kind of know those individuals. We may know the top two or three named assistants across the country. And and all fan bases would love to hit a home run and and have someone like that uh, come in. And I think that's our expectations were, were quite high. Was it a recruiting guy? Was it an offensive guru? All of that discussion. but. We don't know what Archie really needed, and I think with the release of Schilling in June that there was something that Schilling was not providing the program, and then something happened in June to really spark the, you know, the divorce between the two. Normally, that change is made in April, and then that's when assistants start moving. I think that limited uh, some opportunities, too, because if I'm a top assistant somewhere and I'm building relationships for uh, a Power Five school, and all of a sudden in the middle of the recruiting, someone wants me to change jobs, I might give that a little bit of a pause, um, you know, because I've worked these families, worked these kids, and, it, it, and it, you didn't have time to set that up in April. So you have that. And then I, I do think this is a recruiting hire. I, I think it, as we look back, Schilling might have had some issues uh, recruiting and, and some other things. Uh, obviously, it was something. And this fits Archie's recruiting style or recruiting mode. And that's something that we don't know. And so I do think it's ultimately when we really look into it, uh, if it's if it makes Archie comfortable, you need the head coach to be able to have trust and loyalty, and, and that they're headed in the right direction. That's going to make the whole program better. And that's the way I think we, we need to try to look at it from, uh, uh, at least from that perspective.
0: Andy, I mean, you kind of gave your thoughts on this earlier, but what else do it, you have to say about it?
1: it yeah, I think... Again, it's a situation where he comes in and, and has worked his way up. And for him, this is a really big opportunity that means something for him. And I, I do think that the putting the context in it of being the third assistant, I think that really whittles down your potential candidate pool between that and the timing. Um, and the only reason his name had even come to mind at all for me was as you're trying to think through Again, in the you know kind of context of IU guys and all that stuff, like who's actually an IU assistant that would be an assistant at a level that that this would make sense to make a jump. So Michael Lewis is an example. Not not to mention the fact that he just got a uh, a job at UCLA. You know, it's just not he's not going to jump to be the third assistant here as much as you might like him to be. And that's a name that would get people more excited than than the name Mike Roberts would. So um, that was the only reason he was kind of a guy that came to mind because otherwise like coach said, you know, the, the names of assistants are not ones that everybody has memorized to know who's good at what um, you typically only hear about him if they maybe are the uh, incumbent coach or they've gotten themselves into legal trouble or really the only time you hear these guys names. So uh, there's a, there's an element to that where I just, you know, it was a little bit hard to, to guess. And like I said, I think um, for a guy who it's going to mean something to um, I think that's I think that's important. Um again, you want to hope that, you know, being an IU guy was not the reason the sole reason that he was hired. Maybe it's a tiebreaker, maybe it's not. Uh none of us really know that at this point and and we don't know what his strengths and weaknesses really are. Um but in Archie's eyes, he fits in and is able to fill some of the needs his coach said that he saw uh for the uh, for the team, and for the staff.
0: Coach, do you want to hop in?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, and and once you start digging into his resume, he was an associate head coach uh, of a mid-major that had a lot of success. He worked with Ben Braun, who at one time was an up-and-coming coach. Uh, I know struggled when he moved out to California. But th- he has some he has some background uh, that has been success. Some guys have gone into the pros from those programs. Uh, and and so it's not like we're getting someone else's second or third assistant uh, from, from a small school, and, and we had to settle for that. I don't think this was a settle. I I think maybe there were a couple of people or some ideas that they initially wanted to look at, the timing issue, but I think this is ultimately going to be, this guy can work with some bigs. He has some connections overseas. Uh, People say he's a tireless worker, which is Indiana basketball. And and so he was a walk-on. I'll go back to that. He was a walk-on. And when you're a walk-on, when you're a manager, uh, I'm biased there, but you sacrifice an awful lot For the name that's on the front of the jersey, those are the types of guys that are going to put in the hours and make the connections. And I think once this resume is revealed, I think it's going to turn out to be okay.
0: Well, and I, I will credit you, Coach, because that aforementioned uh, text thread really quickly devolved between me and Ryan to the point where uh, Devin Dumas got mentioned. And whenever whenever Devin Dumas is getting mentioned in a text thread, you know things have gone off the rails. And then Coach came in and said, what don't you like? He was an associate head coach of a team that had success, a former Indiana player, sent some dudes to the NBA. He might work out. And really, that... You know when you said that, it really made me stop and think and and kind of start to reevaluate stuff and I'm glad I did you know I, I don't know if everybody saw uh, but you know our, our good friend Rick Bozich uh you know had some some a couple of good tweets. Uh, He said, this was, uh, I think, Wednesday night, he said, with word spreading uh, that former Hoosier Mike Roberts is a new IU assistant, I asked a coach from the Southern Conference about uh, his competitor, and and the coach said, like him, very good basketball mind, solid recruiter, big loss for UNGC, Uh, he would would be a great hire, they should be ecstatic about him. Uh, Another Southern Conference coach on Mike Roberts, have known him a long time, very good coach with bigs, and has done a very good job recruiting, especially overseas, a big part of their success the past three years. And Tom Coverdale, who knows him really well, roomed with him for a couple of years. There's a really good interview with Tom Coverdale on uh, the Jim Coyle sports beat. You know, and he said, you're not going to find a better guy in the world, extremely hard worker, great coach when it comes to big men and a great recruiter. And what I thought was really revealing, because you would kind of expect some of those platitudes from a guy who's his friend and roommate, like, I don't know if any of that stuff was all that revealing, but what he did say that was revealing, I thought, is when he gets mad, do not mess with Mike. He's not afraid to get on players. Uh, you know, he's got that intensity and also called him a tremendous communicator, genuine, not fake, no BS, which certainly sounds a lot like the guy that he's going to be working for. <laughs> and that sounds like, you know, a couple of guys who will work well together. So, you know, I, again, I I, I understand Why some people initially, you know, were kind of scratching their head a little bit. And I think to a certain extent, people like us who talked about this assistant coaching position, you know, probably should take a little bit of responsibility for framing it in the way that we did. Um, But all of that said, I think this can absolutely be a really good hire. And, And I'm excited about it. I will say that. Like... I kind of, you know, separated into two different feelings. Like, I'm really excited that we've got an IU guy back. I love that we have a guy with this resume here. I'm really excited about him. You know, I don't know exactly how it'll work out, but nobody does. You know, so, I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see. But I do think the more you look into it, the more it really starts to make sense, um, which is which is good. You know, Andy, is there anything else from his experience? Obviously, you know, as you said, he was an associate head coach under Wes Miller at UN... Uh, uh uh UNCG and they really I mean they have had the best three year stretch in their school's history these last few years which is also encouraging.
1: Yeah, I think it just shows I mean everybody can debate whether you know what what where you apply the term like rebuild and things like that but I think he's a guy who's seen a program get built up by you know following a system bringing in kids that fit that system and uh and really kind of stay in the course with what Miller's done there to the point where I know he's been um, mentioned for some, you know, potential promotions as well into, into bigger uh, conference jobs. So I think that's important and has really been somebody who kind of stayed the course through that um, through that process and has really been there throughout uh, some lessons to potentially fall back on there uh, as well. Whether that leads to anything good from a recruiting standpoint, hard to say, but I do think that experience of kind of building up that program uh, is something that will be useful.
0: You know, and and coach, the other thing that stands out to me about this hire is, you know, Archie is still in the process of building the culture that he wants. And I think we're seeing that with some of the recruiting choices, you know, that he's made, you know, prioritizing guys like Trey Galloway that maybe aren't slam dunk offers, but you bring them in because you know, for four years, they're going to give you the kind of toughness and grit and IQ and all of those things that you want. And I think you kind of mentioned this earlier. I feel like this hire is kind of a culture hire for Indiana because that stuff is going to trickle down from the assistants and, you know, you've got to be on the same page with you know with your assistants. You know, in terms of their philosophies, in terms of their work ethic, in terms of their evaluations, all of those things. I think there's plenty of reason to believe that wasn't the case. You know, with with Ed Schilling, and it seems like that will be more the case here. You don't want a staff of just yes men. That's not what I mean. But you want a guy that you know is going to embody the values that you want your program to have, because your players aren't going to do it if they're not seeing it from the assistant coaches.
2: Yeah, I, I wrote an article specifically about the Indiana staff, I think, for Ben Malcolmson and Hoosier United. I repurposed it in, in my own webpage. And And the, the five things that I think really make a good assistant coach loyalty, dedication, uh, knowledge or competency, a niche, fill a niche, and then it. Do they have it? And I think in, in the quick two-day study of, of Robert's loyalty. He's an IU guy. He's going to want to come in and do well for the school. Dedication, you've hear, heard quotes about him being a tireless worker. Uh, knowledge, he's been you know in programs that are rebuilding, and that niche, there's a little bit of a niche with working with the bigs, but he's got a niche with Europe, uh, and, and he he works hard, and, and, and so the only thing that I don't know and haven't heard about, which is the hardest thing to define, define is what you said, does he have it? Can he come in and, and get the job done and, and have that ability. So I think those things make a good coach. And sometimes it's not the name, uh, but it's behind, it's what's behind the name that, that really works. And, and so I think, I think this is a, is a, is a good hire. I, I think it, it. time will tell. I mean, everything when it's first announced seems better sometimes than, uh, than what actually happens. But, you know, I just really think the culture is heading in a right direction. We need to win. Uh, we need to get some talent to go in with all the glue guys. And, and, but this is a higher, uh, I think Andy said it early and you said it too, that it's, it's, it's just like what's been recruited this year with uh, Leo and Galloway and, and, and add Roberts to, to that. And so hopefully that, that pays off. But I, I, think, I think he's going to be fine.
0: Yeah. And, you know, again, we don't know yet what kind of recruiter he will be at this level. But from everything you hear, if he does struggle as a recruiter for whatever reason, it's not going to be for lack of work ethic. And, you know, tip and typically that's what makes you a good recruiter. You know, I know I saw someone, you know, maybe it was maybe it was Peaks who posted this, um, you know, but something about how he's old school to the point of like writing handwritten notes, which seems like a silly thing but to me it really isn't and probably is the kind of thing that can help you know cut through the noise in a digital age but that's not something that everybody's willing to actually sit down and do and i think if you're willing to pay attention to those little details i think that says a lot about your work ethic and just your mindset and so i think those little things can be important we're going to have to see you know once this hire is made and we move past this episode it's going to be really hard to kind of judge the higher, you know, the Ed Schilling one has been so much different because he was fired at an odd time. We've all kind of heard things. That's not typical for these. So it's going to be hard to judge whether this was a good hire or not moving forward. But I guess you'll judge it by the collective success of the program. And if the program, if the culture continues to get better and, you know, the team continues to win, then, you know, you can look at this as another important brick that that Archie laid in the foundation that he's building for IU Basketball. So, uh. What well, anything else that you guys have on this or his background before we move on to some of the questions? Because we did get several questions about uh, about Mike. Um, no, I don't. Uh, nothing else for me. The only other thing I did want to say, you know, their really good player Francis Alonso, um, who was a terrific guard, known as a really really good shooter. Roberts recruited him, and he came from overseas. And you mentioned that, coach. That will be interesting to see. You know, does this open up some kind of pipeline for overseas for Indiana? You know, who knows? But
2: Here's the, here's the legitimate concern, and it is for everyone. When you work at a lower level and then take a job at the higher level, there's always some time to, to adjust. Yeah. You, know, you might have to go to Europe uh, when you're at the smaller schools to find that hidden talent, but that teaches you. And I, I think this is important, too. I think people who come from struggling programs or programs that are smaller really learn the nuances of running a program. You know, So it, it's interesting, like with the Michigan Howard, higher. Howard has not coached. He's going to go right into where there's five-star, four-star talent. And I think you really learn from not having that talent. And so that's what I'm excited about with with Coach Roberts. But there there is some caution that anytime you move from that mid-major level to the next level, whether you're an assistant or a head coach, you're dealing with different personalities. Uh, the players are different. The, the expectations are different. Uh, at least he's been here and he knows that. But you know, the, the first time you, you become a, a coach at the next level, you think you're ready, but there's a, there's a learning curve for everyone. And so that's the caution. If you wanted to, the people who are, are, are on the other side of this, you gotta be, you gotta be cautious because, uh, you know, doing it at uh, North Carolina Greensboro is one thing, doing it at uh, Indiana University and getting Indiana to where they wanna be is another thing. And, and I can understand some of the trepidation from people there, but the likelihood of us getting someone who is ready. To do that right away and was a big name, I think, was minimal uh, from the start.
1: I I think, though, like you said, he's at least familiar with IU, with Bloomington, with all those things that might ease what's going to have to be, based on the timing, a really quick transition. So kind of understanding the fishbowl that he's stepping into maybe better than another guy would in that scenario, I think is, uh, is a positive for him that it might make that transition a little bit smoother.
0: Yep all right uh coming up in our third segment we are going to answer your questions we got a bunch of them about mike roberts so we will definitely answer all of those and then we also got one of the oddest questions that we've ever received so we'll make sure that we get to that one as well stick with us here on the assembly call
2: Tim Priller and I never miss an episode of The
1: Assembly Call.
0: Thank you, Tim. Welcome back to The Assembly Call. I am Jared Morris here with Andy Bottoms and the coach, Brian Tonsoni. Remember that you need to be subscribed to our email newsletter. We send out a weekly IU News Roundup even during the offseason. And then after every game, we send out a detailed post-game analysis. We don't post that anywhere else. You have to be on the email list to get it. Just text IU to 66866 or go to assemblycall.com. That's IU to 66866 or go to assemblycall.com. All right, guys, it is time now for our mailbag. All of these questions were submitted via Twitter and via our private IU Basketball Discussion Community, which you can learn more about at assemblycall.com slash community. Uh, A lot of them about Coach Roberts, so let's hit some of these. Uh, and you know, we kind of covered this, uh, coach in the last segment, but Joel asked, do you think he is an upgrade over Ed Schilling? Uh, and then asked for any coach comparisons. I don't know that I really have any coach comps for, uh, for Mike Roberts, but what do you think about him being an upgrade over Ed Schilling?
2: Hey, if he's like coach Tonsoni, he's going to be just fine. We're making a tournament. That's what I'm, that's what I'd say right there. Um, (laughs) there's the coach comp.
0: You are unforgettable.
2: That's right. Um, is it an upgrade? I would have to say yes, because the change was made. You know, when you're you're a head coach, um, it doesn't mean that the, the coach you let go is has necess- done something horribly wrong or whatever, but it probably took a couple years to figure out that it wasn't a good fit, and then, and then he can go out and hire this guy. It's got to be a better fit, at least for right now, and, and hopefully it turns out. So my answer on the upgrade would be, yeah, it has to be, because you, you just don't replace an assistant in June if there wasn't just a difference of philosophy and, and that's what ultimately I think it was. And so he brings in a guy that at least interviewed into the philosophy uh, for now. And, and that has to be an upgrade. And here's, here's an important thing. If you have coaches on your staff that you can trust and, and delegate, and I, I know there's a question about delegating and, and that, and, and go find the talent and is on the same page that really relaxes you as a head coach to put your efforts in in the multitude of things that you have to do as a head coach as opposed to worrying about is this guy doing the right thing is he telling me the right information how am I going to handle that so that alone taking that burden off of that distraction of that confrontation um or, or that differences of opinion that has to be an upgrade in my opinion
0: can I trust what he tells me about a recruit or do I have to go check everything out myself right uh That dude in the chat mob, Andy says, "Is it true that on his birthday Ryan fills his bathtub with cereal and just goes for it?" It's
1: not a question I want to I want to answer with any confidence whatsoever. So uh, it's
0: come on, dude. Um, Okay, this is from. Phil uh, says, I'm sure he's pumped with the opportunity. Speaking of, of Mike Roberts, what do you think Archie has in mind for him? Player improvement for bigs or recruiting bigs? Or is he the healing agent for RMK to come to a game? Uh, what do you think about that, Andy?
1: I, I think it feels like based on what you read about him, um, the most clear path would be you know, helping with the big guys uh, from a development standpoint. <laughs> but... Um, I, that that feels the most obvious. I don't know recruiting ties. You're you're certainly recruiting on a different level, um, but potentially opens up some different avenues of, of guys that you didn't have. But I I feel like it would be that the Knight thing is an interesting angle to it. All all kidding aside, um, of that it, it did feel it was kind of interesting. We think about the whole IU guy uh, type narrative. I mean, he's a guy who really aligned himself closely with Knight uh, when he left. You know, went was a grad assistant. All those kinds of things. Um, I don't know that that is, again, we have no way of knowing whether that's any reason for, for any of this. Um, I think the ties to the school help, um, but the ties tonight specifically, I don't know that that yeah. has anything to do with it, but he did not play be,
0: for night. Davis was the coach when he, you know, yeah, first he had started, been. But but he was I think, recruited. By, yeah. Yeah, he, so, yeah. But who knows? So, I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah. We don't know if they still have a relationship now. So who, you know, it's tough to, tough to really say about any of that. Uh, from Lee, do you think Indiana fan base will give Coach Roberts an opportunity to do what Coach Miller asks of him? Can the fans be supportive of Archie's decision? Uh, he says, be a first for some. I-, I would say yes. Like, I actually, you know, I know that, you know, on some message boards, like, you know, people people went a little bit crazy in the immediate aftermath, but I have to say, like, on Twitter, which is usually where you see most of the toxic nonsense, I've seen nothing but support for the hire, um, it, which surprised me a little bit, but again, not so much after I started digging into it. I think a lot of people, again, even some people that might have been initially like, wait, what? You dig into it and it's like, okay, you know, this guy's really, really qualified. I think he's just a really good fit for what Indiana basketball fans want their coach to be. And so, yeah, I, and I think even the people who might have had some initial misgivings and maybe they'll still wish like, okay, you know, I kind of wish we'd gotten the the known ace recruiter. But no one's not going to support Mike Roberts. Like there's just nothing not to like about him from an IU basketball perspective. So I think the answer to that question is yes. I think most fans will be supportive of him. In fact, I think most of the people who seemed upset were more upset at media people who led them astray or who they thought led them astray rather than just the hire itself. At least that was how I read, you know, most of the comments. What do you think, Coach?
2: Yeah, you know, everyone when there's an opening has their choice. You know, and you want to het- a lot of people had their favorite IU guy wanting to come back if that was the, the mode of, of what you wanted. And so there's going to be people who see this and, and are disappointed. But I just urge people to look. And then as an assistant coach, you know, the head coach is the real deal. I, I'm an assistant. I, I hope that I have some impact on our basketball program, a positive impact. But ultimately, it's, it's the head coach. Uh, making decisions and having a good staff and doing all that. And then once the schedule comes out, I don't think you'll see any message boards or any fans. They'll be talking about the schedule. And then as the season starts, I I, I don't know that any post-game show that we have, someone's going to ask, what do you think Coach Roberts, how he did in practice this week? Dang it, Roberts. No, no, yeah, no (laughs) one asked, you know, Coach Tonsoni, how did he run, you know, the shell drill for Western? It was either... They won or they lost. So this is just something here at the time when there's not a whole lot of news. It's the recent thing we've been wondering. So it's a high priority, and those who are disappointed are going to voice it. And I think they'll come come back real quick, uh, especially since he's an IU guy.
1: Yeah, I think it, it's it's odd. I think the the IU guy component of it was it is an IU guy, but it's not a household name. It's not somebody who had you know great on court moments. It's not whatever. It just wasn't a guy who was a huge contributor court in games that people remember um, and and I somebody was making this point in the chat I think even before we got started right as we got started um, it, it might have been Chad was just kind of talking about some of the people that well it needs to be an IU guy but not that IU guy and we need to recruit in state guys well now then complaints shift to like well it's out of state guys so I think if people want to be unhappy we about just something. need to
0: win it's like, not that
1: it's not that hard to do geez. um and you can figure out you know some of those things and, and again i i continue to go back to the guys who who a lot of people threw out are not going to accept a position at the third as the third assistant and you're not going to jump the guys that were already there as the top two assistants so i think it's easy to lose sight of that and throw out big names and get excited about this guy and that guy when I think the pool of of realistic candidates is not anywhere near the pool of candidates that people had in mind. So it's easy to talk yourself into being disappointed when, again, nobody has any idea if an assistant coach is actually any good or not on a program that nobody has actually, uh, for the most part, paid attention to. And Brian and I have largely only paid attention to for bracketology purposes. So um you know you just don't ha- you you just don't know and uh and so I would like to think people will give him the benefit of the doubt to your point at the very least there's nothing not to like uh, about him as a person. he's the guy at this point you you support who's there, you can lament who you didn't get, but the reality is you didn't get those guys, so move forward with who you have and uh support him as best you can
2: and you know if you take if you take uh, the names Lewis and Fife, they're not coming. And then even even take your anonymous Power Five associate head coach or top assistant, are they going to come to Indiana for the third spot? Um, that's a great point uh, that I think we, we we need to recognize is that there probably was some interest from some of those Power Five maybe, but then, you know, maybe the interest for them, for the position to pay all the, the responsibilities – uh, and that process fell apart, and with that, you know, a twelve-year veteran who was an associate head coach at a successful program—I don't, you know, it might have not been the first choice, but it, it, it's got to be one that's up there, or at least in the pool of initial candidates. I would believe. I don't think we had to go digging. This isn't a bottom of the barrel, last minute. I got to fill the spot higher. So, I, I do think the fans will always, uh, always come around.
0: Yeah, and again. At the end of the day, we just need to win. Some of the conversations we get into are ridiculous because we haven't been winning and everybody's grasping for straws and looking for reasons. We just got to start winning some games, you know? And then a lot of this stuff and some of the divisions and some of the, you know, just wild reactions that IU fans have will not be so wild. We just need to win consistently. Uh, Miles says, What will his impact be on the recruitments of Dawson Garcia, Caleb first, and future big men? I don't know, but. You know, it doesn't seem like it can hurt to have a guy who's known for developing big men. We're just going to have to see how that goes. You know, Ed Schilling was a guy who was known as a as a good recruiter and a good player development guy. You know, I don't know how much much of that carried into his Indiana tenure. It couldn't have been all of it because he ended up, you know, they ended up parting ways with him. So, you know, maybe if that's the case and it's a big upgrade there, that that will help with guys like that. It, we would just be speculating on that. Um, do you, but, Do you think,
2: you know? and again not taking things away from assistant coaches because there are relationships built and they do recruit players but most i think most players will go with the relationship with the head coach through the assistant i'm not sure anyone's like man i don't i can't stand playing for Archie Miller but i'm going to go because um you know Roberts is there or o- Ostrom is there so um especially sometimes the top, i wonder if especially we over-
0: the- especially the top level guys, like, especially like a Dawson Garcia, who I think, you know, Tom Ostrom has been recruiting that area and he's going to Archie Miller already has the relationship. So, you know, maybe it's one other thing you can add that you've got this new assistant that can work with you on post game, but I don't think it's going to be a huge thing, maybe more down the line with some guys that he gets in with early on. Cause I, I do think that the assistant coach relationship matters. I mean, I, you know, seeing my dad recruit all those years, like, it matters, and maybe it matters a little bit more in football than it does in basketball because there's so many guys in each class, and the head coach can't possibly develop a relationship with all of them unless you're Tom Allen, and maybe you can. Because... Yeah, and they're <laughs> in a meeting
2: room with them all the time, and they're yeah. You know, they're in charge of the practice. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get to let's get let's make sure that we get to the crazy question since we teased it, uh, and then we got a couple others in the chat mob we can get to. So this is from Brian Rampage. Uh, Andy, would you rather fight? 100 Bob Knight sized Mike Davises or 100 Archie Miller sized Tom Creens uh, I, I mean I think you'd rather fight the Archie Miller sized Tom Creens cuz Creen might not show up for the fight or he'll be 2 hours late so well I mean assuming they show up
1: though that's a lot of energy that you've got to deal with I mean it is I assume that's that what Green juice like. is tough I assume I assume that's what it'd be like for people trying to like run a daycare where there's just a lot of like craziness going on the whole time. So I I might go with them. Mike Davis. Always seemed aside from running onto the floor in that Kentucky game, always seemed pretty laid back. So uh, yeah, because it's I'm, Bob
0: Knight sized Mike Davis's. It doesn't mean that he has Bob Knight's temperament. temperament. That's an, that's an, that's an
1: important note. So I guess I would go with the Mike Davis one. I just feel like the other would be a lot to uh, a lot to
0: corral. Now the other one might be more easily distracted. Who's to say, but that's... Also, how tall was Crean? Isn't Crean kind of Archie Miller-sized already? I mean, Crean uh, wasn't that tall. Maybe he's not. he wasn't as short as Archie, but... I don't know
1: that he's as short as him, but I don't think he's substantially taller by any means.
0: Anyway, that was... These are the kind of questions now that we get. The, but the season needs to get here. It really needs to get Imagine, Imagine this week without the, the assistant coach hire. <laughs> um, okay, I know we got a couple of other good ones. So I, I know one of the questions that we got from Ben was, you know, if you could have Mike Roberts really focus on one thing, coach. And, again, you're not going to have an assistant focus on one thing. Assistants have to focus on a lot of things. But probably if he's going to focus on one thing, the thing it, he seems to be known for from a player development standpoint is working with big guys. You know, and so maybe that's something he can come in and, you know, give Joey Brunk and, and, and give Deron Davis and Trace Jackson some new wrinkles or a new voice or a new perspective, um, this offseason, you know, cause that seems to be something he's really good at.
2: Yeah. And that's what we've heard from what people have said his role was in, in his previous spot, So that would make sense. Uh, again, I, as a head coach, you, you have pockets of, uh, of ideas and places and things that need to be covered and depending on what Schilling left and what he was in charge of, you know, you're going to give that delegate that it could be, Uh, it could be something in practice. It could be a relationship thing. It could be some management of, of support staff and things like that as well. So there's probably a lot of things that he's going to give, but I I think two things for me is that I'm really looking forward to. And what I've heard through people's comments is that culture piece, that toughness piece, I'd put him in charge of a, get on the floor drill or take a charge drill. And if he's, if they're not going well, get on them a little bit, like we we heard from Coverdale, and that that's what I would dedicate, that, that post-Minnesota attitude that we had last year that seemed to, we're going to do it our way, and or you guys are going to get on the end line. Uh, Robert seems to fit that bill, and, and uh, no nonsense, so I'd put him in charge of the no-nonsense stuff in practice, and, and maybe the sprints.
0: All right, Andy. We've got like ten seconds left. Our buddy Eric from Hoosier Hysterics is about to do the Victor Oladipo, Archie Miller fantasy camp. What advice do you have for him? What one piece of advice do you have for him besides don't uh, pull a hamstring? I would. Uh, lots of
1: stretching feels like a good one. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, shooters got to shoot. Take your shots, man.
0: That's right. That is That's it. We're done. No more questions. Okay, that is going to do it for us on this week's edition of The Assembly Call. If you want to see us do the show live, join us at assemblycall.com on Thursday nights for the live broadcast of our Assembly Call radio recording. And don't forget to go to assemblycall.com or text IU to 66866 to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to our buddy Bob Thompson for producing most of the music that you hear on the show. And thank you for listening. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then. Take it from me, Yogi Ferrell. Keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers! Thank everybody for coming out. All right, I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. All right. So we added Yogi to the list as well. There we go.
2: And I still think we need to have an assembly call cameo. Just
0: should we? You want to put it on there?
2: You know, three, three. No, either that or just on our own. Anyone wants to wish, you know, their kids a happy birthday or something. They, you know, one dollar for Ryan, five dollars for Coach, then for you know Andy and
0: Jared. All right, maybe we should just get on there. It'd be kind of fun. John John Rothstein is on there. I have. I've contemplated I've, I've contemplated I, I can't have bring myself to use show funds to pay John Rothstein but I did think about having him <laughs> having no. him say say a couple he of his catchphrases cried out loud right. I mean come on uh, Fran friend for friend for on there now oh
1: my gosh
2: <laughs> just quickly anyone who's still left thanks to the chat mob when, when we're on the show uh, when I'm in the chat mob it's so different than a lot of the other uh, online places and Twitter um, you know and, and then the people that you meet um and I have a fortunate to get to bloomington um a, a lot more than than everyone and I get to see people it it's just a it's a it's really cool uh to have you know just good conversations
0: yes it is yes it is it's good to know that you know <laughs> you don't have to worry about the chat mob imploding or or the people in our community, which is awesome so by the way, Coach, I'm excited about uh, Coach's Corner in the community yeah. that we'll get going at some point. I think that's going to be good.
2: Get, grow, I got a whole list of ideas from technical stuff like uh, a closeout or what the shell drill was or anything like that to philosophy stuff and throw something together. I mean, also thinking about, like you said, a video, getting a, a grease board, and I got to figure out the editing and do all that. And
0: Dude, you know what you need to do? Man, I, was, I watched the uh, – the Indiana Northwestern game from 93. My wife fell asleep early, like a couple Friday nights ago. So I was like, oh, let's go watch Calvert break the record again. And so, you know, brought that up from uh, from Galen's YouTube account. And it starts with Coach Knight doing one of those chalk talks with Chuck Marlowe. And man, I forgot how much I missed those. And he's basically just going through the entire game plan for what they're going to do with Northwestern. You know, Northwestern, they really like to cut. And so we've got to take the cuts away. You know, I mean, he laid out everything that they're going to do and man, just seeing him go through it, it was, I forgot how great that was. And Ken Sterling, Sterling makes that point a lot that, yeah. you know, one of the reasons why Indiana fans are such smart basketball fans is because yep. you grew up seeing that kind of stuff. And I would love for Archie to do something like that. You I mean, he, he won. Some of those in the coaches' but...
1: shows that they did with him and Chuck Marlowe were just. Oh.
2: I could have a stuffed Fantastic. donkey. Yeah. Stuffed <laughs> donkey for Purdue week. You know, just have it off to the side of the camera.
0: Dude, if that if that was Coach's Corner, was you basically reprising the old <laughs> the old Coach Knight chalk talks and shows? Good lord, that'd be great. You, you just know, need to find your Chuck.
2: If, if well, what I what you can do, I don't know what what's the copyright too of that stuff too. Like you could, I could do something and then cut into Coach Knight talking. Like you know, I don't know no. what the copyright is right for for if it's just for, it. yeah, the, I don't
0: know. It's probably it's probably not a copyright. People are still enforcing. I would imagine. Right.
2: So, but that would be cool. So coach, you know, coach Knight, what would you, you know, what do you have to do? Find I, something you about close out or blocking out or something.
0: I'd be willing to just do it and beg for forgiveness on that one. If someone said oh, anything, man. I can't imagine they would. I'm not
2: going to be, I'm not going to be able to teach for a week. The kids are going to be <laughs> watching movies. I'm going to be looking for old YouTube videos at coach Knight, but man,
0: you know, but that, but that's actually, it's an interesting idea. I mean, that would be something interesting to do before games. It could basically be like Coach Tonsoni chalk talk. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't know the exact game plan, but you know that'd be a cool a cool thing to bring back. You know, and just maybe do it live on Periscope or something for you know ten minutes before a game. Yeah, that'd the only problem sweet.
2: is I, I'd want to make that commitment to you, and then I got my games and practices. And yeah,
0: I know. oh, that's sometimes right. Yeah, I,
2: sometimes I'm coming home right at seven five, and the game's tipping off. Then you know, hey, yeah, you can just
0: do it whenever you can. I mean, that's. Yeah. You know.
2: Well, but I I once interviewed someone who said you got to honor your commitments. Um, well, you—that was your suggestion yes. to my students, right? And I just played that for them again this week. You
0: do, but just just then, don't commit to doing it every game. You know, if you just commit uh, to while, yeah doing it once in a while, I think that'd be awesome. I think I'll people would some, really I'll like that. Together. <laughs> just coach, but it's got to be a chalkboard. You've either got to have a chalkboard or like a handheld grease board that you're writing on.
2: I I, I will get a handheld <laughs> grease board.
0: Yeah, I, no. I actually
2: thought about taking some of my students down during econ class, putting them on our high school basketball court, mic'ing me up and having a couple cameras and showing like moving people. But uh, I don't know if that's the standards in the state of Indiana. Any of that stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, is that on a, a state mandated testers? That,
2: <laughs> that testable, uh, you know.
0: Oh man. Any of that stuff would be so cool.
2: Hey, that hoop in my room is sweet, except now everyone wants to sh- play basketball and they don't want to study.
0: That's oh, yeah. Good. yeah. It's all right. Um, about hey, you're just keeping
1: them off to the streets, man. What do you got to do? What you got to do? That's
2: the number one. That's my mm-hmm. number one job, Andy.
0: Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California lottery the Mega Millions jackpot is over 250 million play now please play responsibly must be 18 years or older to purchase player
1: five
2: let me be straight with you this is a radio commercial for three small business insurance with three your entire business is covered so while you can't see the following scene just know that this contractor's business is protected by three
1: hey toss me that drill
0: yeah man heads up Oh, that looks expensive
2: now this is an insurance moment but three's got it covered Three is a product of Berkshire Hathaway Direct Insurance Company. Three, no nonsense, just common sense.
0: Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate.